Meseches Demai, Perik Hay, Mishnah Hay, 5 5. The Mishnah continues to discuss the question of how one deals with the problem of having collected food from various sources, each one having Demai status, and therefore being uncertain about how to tie them, since it's not at all simple that one could tie them collectively for the fear that source A did tithe and source B didn't tithe, and therefore Midoraisa each would have different obligations. So the question is here regarding a poor person. If one purchases food from an ani, from a poor person, the case here is that the ani went door-to-door collecting food. He put out his hand and collected different pieces of bread, let's say, from different persons along the street. And now he's got this plate full of breads and he is selling it to you. So you want to purchase it from him. But if you purchase it from him, the fear is that each piece of bread is demai, but really midoraisa, some have been tied and some haven't been tied. And therefore, one, since one can't simply tie them to something that has been tied on something that hasn't been tied, as we explained before, things that are chayv and pater, etc., um, you have a problem. V'chena ani prusos pas, same goes if you have an ani, instead of purchasing from the ani, now if the ani himself wants to eat uh, pieces of bread that he collected, or pilche dvela, or chunks of um, pressed figs that he collected. Again, the story, the story is he has a plate full of chunks of figs from different people, and he wants to eat them all. The question is, can he do a tithing of, you know, from one on behalf of the rest? The answer is no, he cannot. He has no choice but to tithe each and every piece separately um, as as demai. Again, meaning he'll have to take the Chumas the Meiser out and redeem the Meiser Shane. Now, since this is a great burden, we would like to find a way to be lenient. And I actually should speak out that if you recall from the first mission of the second parak, the truth is that an ani is allowed to eat demai without further tithes. Um, but as the first case the mission right away went to discuss, if you're a non-poor person purchasing from a poor person, then you don't enjoy that leniency. And the truth is that the ani himself might have a similar problem uh, if you think about it, because there's a possibility that even in a chaver, someone who's strict about tithing, could give untithed demai to a ani, knowing that the ani is allowed to eat it. So because of that, we want to find a way for this poor person to have as least headache as possible in terms of tithing his food. It could be a great burden on him. And therefore we say, if instead of dry bread or chunks of pressed figs, he collects dates of grogros or figs. So what you can do with a date or a fig is you can essentially mash them together and mush them up and combine them into like a, a mixed pulp. And that's in fact what people do. Have you ever seen like, you know, you can have these like kind of fig cakes or, or date cakes. It's like a, it's like a mush chunk of lots of different dates together. Uh, that, so what, when it comes to dates and figs, bolo venoto. He's allowed to mix them up and then take a single tithe on behalf of all of the dates or all of the figs. So now the truth is there's a machlokus called yesh bila biyavish. Is it possible? And some people say it's a gemar in Roshana, Tafir Gimel. Is machlokus if yes, you can mix dry things together um, in such a way and so thoroughly that when you take out a sample of them, the sample is... Uh, like prorated equally amongst all the different components that went into it. So there's a machlokus there, and we actually pass on like the chum that no, you cannot. There is no bila biyavish. There's no way to combine dry things 
like dates and figs sufficiently together that you can assume that, let's say for argument's sake, you know, one third of the figs came from person A and one third of the figs came from person B, you can mush them up. And then if you take a sample, like 1% of that mush for your Trumas Meiser, you can assume that a third of that sample that you took out came from person A and a third, excuse me, two thirds of the sample came from person B. So there's a machlokus if you can assume that. Um, the Chacham say, no, there's no Bila Biyavish. It only works for things like oil, etc. And, uh, but Rav Shemin Shazuri says, yes, there is Bila Biyavish. You can rely on it. Now we, again, Paskin like the Chachamim. However, this is Demai. And therefore we're going to be lenient with Demai and we're going to allow Bila Biyavish. We're going to allow um, for the uh, assumption that if you mix these things up thoroughly, squishing them together and making them like a pulp, that when you take out a sample from the pulp, that that sample is paraded equally, and you have proper proportions uh, coming out relative to what went in. So that's what we say here. Uva tamar grogros. When it comes to uh, dates and and dried figs, bolel, you can mix them up. Again, mixing doesn't mean just like stirring them up. It means smushing them together. And it's like a, a pulp that's commingled thoroughly. Venotel, and then take your tithe as you need to be. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, "A Masai, when is this true?" Now there's a klal we've seen already before in the Mishnayos that. When Rabbi Yehuda says a Masai in the Mishnah, he doesn't mean to argue, he just comes to explain, and that's happening here too. Rabbi Yehuda is qualifying the previous point. He's saying you can't assume Bila works, even with Tamar Magrogos, that have been thoroughly mixed up and mushed together, unless the following is true. Now, the next phrase of the Gemara, of the Mishnah, excuse me, of this Din, is extremely challenging and Every mafarish has a different pshat here um, because it's, it's difficult to understand. In any case, I'll give a few pshatim here. The words of the Mishnah are, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Eimasai, when is it true that you can just be bolel, mix them up thoroughly and notel and take the rec- sample and assume that's an f- effective uh, sample of the whole mixture? Bizman shematanam aruba, when the gift is a lot. That's a literal translation. Bizman shematanam aruba, when the gift is a lot. Now, as opposed to avabuzman shematanam mu'etes, if the gift, however, is small, then you haven't got this leniency and you have to, of allowing for bila, thorough mixing, you'll have to take a separate tithe, a demai tithe, let's call it, from each and every piece that you as the Ani collected. So what does this mean, matanam ruba? So according to the Bartanur, the pshat is that we're talking relative terms. That is to say that we're saying each person gave each of the contributors to this ani, this poor person, gave an equally large piece. Um, equally large. That's not in the words exactly, but it means equally large, says the Bartanura. If each person gave an equally large piece, then you can assume that when you mix them up, you will get a properly prorated sample. That's the Bartanura's shot. Um, and therefore, the second part of the mystery would be if some people gave a small amount, then you can't rely on below meaning small relative to others' larger contributions, and unequally, unequal quantities of gift. That pshat is difficult to understand um, for at least two reasons. First of all, that's not what the words say. It's very difficult to read that in the words. Um, but the bigger kash is it's hard to understand how that would actually work, let's say, mathematically. It doesn't seem to make any difference if you have each contributor making an equal amount or different amounts. If you assume that Bila works, it should work the same whether... Mr. A gave one and Mr. B gave two, or if Mr. A and Mr. B both gave two. It's hard to understand how that would make any difference. And therefore, there's a, there are other pshatim here. 
the bartender and the excuse me the the uh, 